Amen? Well, how many have been pleading this week? How many have been pleading this week? Okay, come on, i got some pleaders in here. Really good to have Jessica's parents with us today. Awesome. Good to have them from, you guys are from Silsby. I want to say Beaumont, but it's not Beaumont. They're farther than Beaumont. <clears throat> yeah, they're right on the border almost. Yeah, good to have you all. Um, so you've been pleading today, I mean this week? Man, I tell you what, there's something, there's something about experiencing the revelation of pleading the blood. And, and, and it's not just using that word. It's not like there's some magical thing about that word. But, but God's word can work in a, quote, magical way when you're walking in the understanding of the word. You know, the, the, the word has knowledge just in a basic way. But then the word produces revelation if you stay with it and you make it, personally make it a part of your life. You make it a personal thing. So have you ever done anything that has become real to you that you didn't have to practice? I'll ask you again. Is there anything that's ever become real to you and been a part of you that you didn't have to practice? You have to practice the word. Yeah, like... In, in anything else, you take up, you know, you take up tennis or something, and, you know, you've never played tennis before. You can't just say, well, I'm a tennis player. Throw the ball at me. Bam! It, that, that ball machine where it shoots it out, it'll start shooting it at you because you don't know what to do with the racket because you're not, you haven't got lessons and then you don't practice and you don't know what to do with it, right? In anything in life, you have to practice, and it's no different with the word and with who God is and what God wants to accomplish through us, it will only happen as we practice it. The problem is practice doesn't sound spiritual to some people. Yeah, I'll practice other things, but not the things of God. It'll just be that way. And it, it, whatever happens, happens. And, you know, it'll just, things will just work for me or they won't work for me, depending on if God loves me enough, you know. And, and maybe he loves other people more than me. No, he's no respecter of person, but he is a respecter of a person that is developing faith and trust and confidence in him. And so we teach about that around here all the time. And, and um, we have, and, and I have a real desire in this series regarding pleading the blood to get something over to you that God has gotten over to me in the last year. I, I, don't, I don't preach messages based on me just studying something in the Word and then delivering it to you. I study the Word. God will say something to me, and sometimes it'll be six or eight months of developing and, 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 and turning that, that truth that He gave me over and over and over before I'm ready to share it because it's, got, it's something that, that God will show me something that I already know, but then it has to turn into a greater revelation before, for me, it's worth preaching and delivering. And this thing over the last year on the blood of Jesus and, and pleading the blood, I, I used to not like that word. When I'd hear, hear people 
pray. Well, we're pleading the blood. I, I just didn't like it. It sounded something. It sounded religious to me. It sounded like it was powerless to me. And so I never pleaded the blood. And I, I never prayed that way or using that word. I mean, I believe in the blood of Jesus, and I applied the blood of Jesus, and thank God for the blood of Jesus. No, I'm redeemed by the blood of Jesus. But there's something about this that I think is very key, and I, and, and I believe that the, last week was our first message. I believe that the second message, and then it will end next week on Easter Sunday, I believe that these messages, if you'll take the information and allow the Holy Spirit to reveal this to you personally, it, it will cause something to happen in your life that you've never seen happen. I really believe that. That's where my faith is. So, um, do you have that microphone? Um, <clears throat> before, we, before I start in this, if you were here last Sunday, and hear me when I say this, okay? If you were here last Sunday, and you've been doing this this week, and you have something in a minute or two that you could share with the congregation that has come to you. Maybe there's been something manifest or whatever in, in, in your life this week. Or maybe just some little piece of something that's made you aware of pleading the blood and it doing something in your life. I want you to share it with the congregation. I want three people to do this. If you weren't here last week, you're not a candidate to stand up here. Okay, And I don't want some long, drawn-out revelation of what you have about the blood of Jesus. Thank God for it, but I just I want a little testimonial for you to share. I don't want to hear your revelation of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, okay, or something. You know, you know what I'm saying. Come on, everybody smile and laugh. It's just a joke. Okay, but I want three people that can say, I, I can share something about something that's happened to me this week as a result of pleading the blood. Anybody? I want you to come and stand up here. Anybody? I will. Well, I, be, I, I better do that right now first and then maybe. Come on. Come stand up here. Somebody else? Anybody? Anybody? Pleading? Come on. Just come stand right here. And another one. Anybody else that's pleaded? Go ahead and stand right over here with her. <clears throat> yeah, come on, Tony. This morning, it's 7.13, I had a text come through from a friend of mine that's not in this church and you don't, you don't know him. And uh, on, on, uh, I thought it was Monday, but it was, actually it was Wednesday when I, the longer I was thinking about it. This person, I was in about a two, two and a half hour conversation with him over some, just some difficult things going on in his life and marriage and his children and everything. And so in the conversation, I shared with him some things that I've been sharing with you about pleading the blood. And as, a, as, as long story short, as I, as I begin to share it with him, he began to change his thinking and understanding. I mean, like that quick, it just, it grabbed him. And on Saturday morning, he got a phone call from somebody that he hasn't, some, one of his family members that he's not talked to in over three years. 
and there was a reconnection with his family. And this, I'm talking about something that has been a three-year deal, and this person had gotten to a place of almost wanting to give up and quit. And as he began to plead the blood, in three days, in three days, there was a reconnection. And, that, and that's not just coincidence. Amen? Not in three years. So I'm telling you, these kind of things work when you believe and have faith in what you're saying. Amen? What do you have? Um, well, um, right after you preached the message last week, um, a lot of attacks started coming on my physical body. And I remembered what you said about pleading the blood. And so I just started doing that and pleading the blood and pleading the blood. And um, for a while, I just felt like, okay, this is the worst I've ever felt in my life. But then I just, you know, I remembered what you said. Like, don't give up. Keep doing it. Believe what you're saying. Don't just say it to say it. It's not abracadabra. It's something you're believing and you're speaking over yourself. And um, just things that with work and finances came through to help me with what I needed to do in the natural. Um, God revealed to me what I needed to do in the natural things just started, I, it's difficult for me to even explain how things sort of, it was like my whole world turned and shifted so that I could go through my healing process this last week and do what I needed to do, and it was like amazing, and I can't even explain it really because I'm, I don't want to go into a long spiel about work or anything like that, but it's difficult for me to miss any days, and things just shifted so that I could do everything I needed to do and spend time, even if it was at home, just in the Word, just healing and going through what I needed to go through and it was it was amazing like I I'm standing here right now and I on Monday I didn't think I would be able to make it anywhere for a while Hmm. isn't that awesome now now so you're saying that as you begin to plead the blood over your body first and then over other things you saw a shift and things beginning to line up so you know it's not it's not just sometimes that well, I need healing in my body, but I need other things lining up so that I can walk in divine health. Right. You know, because divine health many times is a journey that we walk out, and there's things that have to line up, and that's, we can see clearly that that's what happened with her. Great word. Amen? Great testimony. For me, it's more like renewing my mind. Uh, you said something very, very powerful last week, like when somebody said, Something is gonna happen when something happened to that little boy, mm. and you said it's not gonna happen to my family, mm. and you take it seriously. I have three children, and it's been five years. It's been only them and me in charge, and I love those kids. But when I had my, f- I lost my first baby. It's like everything changed in my mind, and I start thinking. I pray for my kids, but I always leave this possibility of. If something happened to them, it's going to be God's plan because I lost three babies. So it was always that in the back of my mind. God, protect my babies, protect them when they go to school. But if it's your will, it's going to be okay with my soul. It's well with my soul because it's you and you always have a plan. When you said that, I was like, hmm, I think I could be wrong because I'm wrong a lot of times. But I, lar- I like to learn. Yes. So now, and then I start, I don't like watching news, and I happened to watch this accident with the students who went to college, and they, oh, right. oh that was horrible. That's why I don't watch news. Mm-hmm. 
But then I was thinking, they go to school and I'm always praying, God protect them, but it was always in the back of my mind, but if it's your plan, but now I'm not saying that. Mm. I'm saying, because I believe it and I don't have that in my heart, I cover them with the blood of Jesus and nothing is gonna hap happen to them. Not because they are my kids and I love them, but because they, are born, they were born with a purpose and they are gonna serve God the rest of their lives, so we are not gonna waste those little lives because they are already, they are already full of the spirit and, okay, I'm not gonna preach, but that's <laughs> it. So thank you for that. Oh, come on, give it up. Great word, great testimony. Come on. See, man, huh? Just one, you know, one word from God can change your thing. And, and, that, and that's all many times is what we need. It's not that we got it all wrong. It's just there's times we need a little tweak about something, you know? And, and she'll never be the same, and her kids will fulfill. Right, right now, just begin to thank God for them right now. Her children will fulfill their destiny. They will not be taken out prematurely in the name of Jesus. Why? Because of the revelation of her mama, right? She's got that revelation. I mean, she's got it solid. Come on. To match that one. No. <laughs> uh, well, long and short of it is, is uh, there's been a lot of changes at work, a lot of them I don't like, a lot of them that I do like, and, and the unexpected is there. What are we going to get next? Who's going to show up for work and, and whatever? And uh, last week he just confirmed, you know, keep speaking the word. It's alive and well. We hear it weekly. We hear it monthly, yearly. And we have to just keep speaking life into our lives because uh, we can all be negative. We can turn on the news and start crying over everything or want to go to Fifth City with somebody. And yet God's going, no, you just speak the word. Believe what I'm saying. Take it to the bank and you can cash in what I've got for you. Come on. And uh, to cut it to the quick, been praying all week, pleading the blood over the family. Friends, noisy neighbors. God knows I went to bed and I had to, I had to be pleading the blood and I had to be praying. But I went to bed and I didn't wake up until it was time to wake up this morning because it was quiet in the house. It was quiet next door. It was quiet upstairs. We did our bowling yesterday and everybody that could make it made it. Delora was there. She didn't show no sickness because God had already healed her body and given her the strength that she needed. Mm -hmm. And no matter what anybody had gone through through the week, nobody was in there going, well, it's just been hard, and I just, I wasn't sure I was going to make it. I wasn't sure. Everybody had that positive spirit because God had been working on them all week. I mean, Randy busted up some pins. <laughs> I mean, his game was on. Jared was in the house, and he was like, you know, it was just kind of a bad game to start with. But he kept going and kept going, and that's what God wants us to do. Just keep going. You fall down, you get back up again. Absolutely. Speak the word. Encourage one another while it's still called today. And when you got questions, you got doubts, you got worries, you got whatever, call him. If he can't answer the question, call her. But I guarantee you he'll be able to answer it <laughs> because God will give him the wisdom. But don't stop doing what God's called you to do and do it with boldness. Amen. Be bold and courageous no matter what God's called you to do, no matter where he's called you to work. And 
you're going to see blessings. Awesome. Awesome. Good word. Good word. Man. Pleading the blood. See, you notice all the different things that they pleaded the blood over. Pleaded the blood over noisy neighbors. Pleaded the, you know, instead of wanting to go to fist with noisy neighbors, what could happen if you pleaded the blood over those noisy neighbors? You see what I'm saying? So, I'm going to switch back. <clears throat> so, follow me in a few things because I got something in the next 28 minutes. I got, I got a piece here that I, that, that's going to, mm, anyway. Here we go. Um, okay, just, just think about, let's look at Revelation 12, 11. <clears throat> just follow me on this because this little message that I'm, that I'm bringing to you, I've got to just make this one point that I've got to drive home for you today. Revelation 12, 11. Great testimonies. Great testimonies. Thank you for being obedient and sharing those words. Very good. Um, Revelation 2, 11. Did I say 12? Uh, that's where I need to be. 2, 11 is not it. 12, 11. Therefore, uh, oh no, and they overcame... By the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. But they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of what they declared, what they said. Okay? Notice, and, and, and we know this, we talk about this, but you and I are in an over, if we're born again, if we've accepted Jesus as Savior, if we've, if, we've, if we've tapped into second birth and not living under the curses of first birth, but we've tapped into second birth and begin to develop our lives, then we are in a position because of what the blood of Jesus accomplished. He overcame. Through his blood, he overcame. And he overcame for us. So we are overcomers. But whether we're overcoming day to day is dependent on our faith and confidence in the fact that he overcame and that we believe it and that our words and our confession line up with that. Yes? We know that. It's very, very, very true. Um, so... We read this verse last week. I'm just going to give you a little review of what we shared real quickly. We read this verse, and I'm, I'm going to read this again because of, um, of a word in, the, in this verse. John chapter 6 and verse 53. <clears throat> and I'm going to read it from the Amplified. And Jesus said to them, I assure you, most solemnly tell you, you cannot have any life in you unless you eat of the flesh of the Son of Man and you drink His blood. And, that, and that's a pretty difficult statement just, just to hear that. That may be the first time you've ever heard it today. 
can be a very difficult statement, but I like the Amplified and the way in parentheses it defines what he's trying to say about eating the flesh of the Son of Man and drinking his blood. And in parentheses, notice what it says, unless you appropriate his life and the saving merit of his blood. In other words, unless you appropriate the body and the blood of Jesus. There's there's no life on a day-to-day basis that is manifesting from this second birth experience if we're not appropriating the body and the blood of Jesus and what it accomplished. If we're not appropriating the body and the blood of Jesus daily with our mouths, creating a belief system in our heart, then, then it's not profiting us. It's not creating and manifesting the life of God day to day, even though what he did at Calvary was a finished work. His body and his blood created a finished work for you and I. In other words, here it is, and now we have to ignite. If I had a lamp sitting up here, and it was plugged up here into this electric socket, and there was a light bulb in the lamp, that lamp and the bulb and the electricity and everything else is already ready, is it not? I mean, it's in place. It's ready to go. But that, that light bulb cannot do what it was created to do if it's not turned on. So the day you and I got born again, the, the day you were conceived in your mother's womb, in, and then you were born a first time, your spirit man, your human spirit was on the inside of you in place, kind of like this lamp and that plug. Electricity's there, it's all set, it's ready to go. And the day you accepted Jesus as your Savior, it was turned on. It was all there, spirit was there, but it wasn't one with the Holy Spirit. Jesus came to reconnect humanity back to God the way it was in the garden before Adam and Eve sinned. Yes? So, once that was turned on, now this light is creating what it was called to create. And once you and I were turned on, now we have the ability to do what God created us to do. But whether that actually happens or not in your and my life is whether we are constantly turning that light on by choice every day. That's the difference between being born again, okay? You, you, you know, nobody's going to take your salvation away from you because you made a mistake, okay? But now salvation is all about the soul, the mind, will, and emotions, and your soul is being transformed and changed day to day as you choose to do something with it. As you choose to apply with your mouth and appropriate with your mouth what the body and the blood of Jesus Christ did for you. It will not work for you just because you're born again. But now everything's turned on. You have the ability to become everything that God created you to be. But we must appropriate the body and the blood of Jesus Christ first and foremost. Okay? Just a little history lesson. A little foundational history 
And now, listen to this. 1 Peter 1 and verse 19. First Peter chapter 1 and verse 19. <clears throat> verse 18. Uh, go to verse 17. Eh, go to verse 1. No, no, I'm teasing. Verse 17. And if you call on the Father... Who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves through the, throughout the time of your stay here in fear, knowing that you were not redeemed from corruptible things like silver or gold or from aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers. But how were you redeemed? We were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. A lamb without blemish and spot. So you and I were redeemed. The, the, the word redeemed, and there's just, this is just a real small definition, but, to be, but the word redeemed, what goes with that is the word exchange, or a synonym of the word redeemed is to exchange, to buy back. To change positions from one place to another place, to be redeemed, to exchange, to buy back. To appropriate the blood of Jesus and the body of Jesus Christ, we have to realize that with that blood, he bought back our place and our position in planet earth. You and I were not created with the animals. We were created in the image of God himself. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And all of creation and everything was created by Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. But Jesus, the living Word, was what came out of the Father's mouth when he said, Light be and light was. Man be and man was. We were created in the image of God. And, and, and what's happened is we weren't redeemed from some little bitty lamb and the blood of that lamb like Old Testament times. There was an ultimate sacrifice through the one. It was the Son of God. It was the best of heaven. It was the best sacrifice of heaven that heaven could offer. And it was one time for all men forever and ever and ever. And I'm telling you today, you and I have been redeemed. And so if I've been redeemed, then listen to me, mistakes from the past don't disqualify me. They don't disqualify me. I'm not disqualified. I, I was made righteous through the blood of Jesus. So when I'm struggling with something inside of me, I'm not talking about the struggle you have that your neighbor's, you know, judging you about and, and being critical of you about. I'm talking about what you're struggling with. The way we apply and plead the blood over situation, I don't care. I, I'm telling you, in the last year, man, I have pleaded the blood over anything that's moving. Anything that's got life to it, I'm pleading. 
And I'm telling you, it's, it has worked this year in my life, in my mind, in my heart, and in my life. And what it's done is it's taken me to another level, to another place that I was created to live. And listen, whatever new place that that redemptive blood takes you to as you begin to appropriate it in a correct way, once you get to that new place, there's another new place. See, because he's the mark. He's the one, and, and, and the deal is that he never tops out. See, we're sons of the living God, but we're not him. Amen? We're sons of the living God, but we're not him. But he's our older brother, and everything he did, he did for me. So everything he said is mine, it's mine. It's mine. I've been redeemed. If I haven't been redeemed by gold and silver and any other kind of thing, any other kind of cheap thing, but I've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, and it means that there was an exchange that went on. His blood for my goodness. His blood for my healing. His blood for my prosperity. His blood for my soundness of mind. His blood for my sweet sleep. His blood for my kids fulfilling their destiny. His blood for anything and everything that I face. His blood, my good. How about you? Amen? I'm telling you today, we have to appropriate it in a way that it does things for us day to day. I gotta keep going. Colossians 1 and verse 9. Colossians 1 and 9. Go ahead and give me that up here, if you would. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard of it, did not cease to pray for you. Now, what, what, what I want you, to, what I want you to, to remember today, write this down so you can remember this, so don't forget it. This is a pleading prayer. This prayer right here is a prayer of a plea. Now watch, and I'm going to explain that in a moment. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard of it, did not cease to pray for you to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work. How many want to be fruitful in everything? Okay, it's already been set up for us. It's not something that only a handful of people can attain. You were created for fruitfulness. And the blood of Jesus paid for you to be fruitful in everything you do. Being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy. My gosh, it's all covered right here. Okay, next. 13. Hello. He has delivered us. Watch this. He's delivered us from the power of darkness. And conveyed, or one translation says, translated us. Beam me up, Scotty. Translated me into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Next verse. In whom I have redemption through His blood for my forgiveness. Say it with me today. 
I, I am, am forgiven. Because we're not talking about how many mistakes you've made. We're talking about the blood. We're not talking about, yeah, but you, you, yeah, but you don't know about this one. <laughs> no, but he does. And he saw it before you did it. Before you committed that thing that you thought was disqualifying you to live on planet earth, that the devil wore you out over time and time again, the blood of Jesus translated you from that worthless darkness into the kingdom of the Son. I love the way that says it right there. The Son of His love. I mean, this wasn't... This wasn't a son that, like, you know, man, it's a, I mean, I'm about to take him out. Whatever, let him die. No, this is the son that he loved. This is the son that was precious. This is the son that was obedient. This is the son that didn't deserve it. This is the son that never sinned. This is the son that never made a mistake ever. Father, if there be any other way, but not my will, this is what you want. And now I'm beginning, in, I believe in the garden, he began to see us. I believe he began to have glimpses, you know. He saw me waving at him. And I don't say that lightly, I mean, he saw us. Revelation 12 says, he's, the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He despised the shame and everything that came against him. He endured that because he saw you. He saw you. He saw you. Wow. So, I'm going to end. I'm going to end with this. Matthew 5 and verse 25. Okay. Now listen to me as, as I say this. This is going to... I'm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this with you, and then we're going we're gonna to pick right up from here next Sunday because of what next Sunday is going to be about. Okay. Um, so I want to I want, I read to you this definition that I've compiled through a, a number of different dictionaries. This is, this is my definition of the word plead that I've gotten from about six different dictionaries. Um, to plead something is to make an allegation in an action or other legal proceeding. Especially answer the, pre, the, the previous pleading of the other party by acknowledging facts therein stated and by alleging or bringing about new facts. Okay? So, there's old facts by... The other party, but then there's new facts. Now, if you catch this this morning, I'm telling you, you will never be the same. But listen, 
I'm sharing with you, and my ability to articulate and get something over to you is limited. Everybody's ability is. Everybody's ability is limited. But the Holy Ghost, who's the true teacher, will take what I'm telling you today, and if you'll just spend, if you just give him five minutes, he'll show you something about what I'm fixing to tell you that will rock your whole world. Most of my born-again life, I thought Jesus just got up on the wrong side of the bed and put this in there, and it just absolutely never made sense to me for a long time. But in verse 25, it says this. And my main point is actually in the first five words of verse 25. Agree with your adversary quickly. Agree with your adversary quickly. While you are on the way with him, lest your adversary deliver you to the judge the judge hand you over to the officer, and you be thrown into prison. Now, we're going to finish this verse next week, but I'm going to give you something to meditate on and think about and apply in your own life about these first five words. Now, the definition of the word plead has to do with information by one party and then contradictory facts from another party, okay? So party number one is the devil, the adversary, who comes to you and tells you that you're a worthless worm, you don't deserve to live on planet earth, and that everybody else on the planet is better than you are, and, they, and whatever he's telling you, okay? First set of facts. Now, why would I agree with that? Agree with your adversary quickly. Why in the crud would I agree with that? I don't agree with that. Bless God, I'm a child of God. <laughs> Born of the Spirit of God. Filled with the Spirit of God. I'm on top and I'm not underneath. Blessed coming in and going out. Everything I set my hand to is prospering. <laughs> and it's true. But first, first... There are some things that you and I need to agree with the adversary about. When he comes and reminds you of the mistake that you made, yeah, that's true. I did. But, but, <laughs> but, in fact, let me, but, let me, devil, if you'd turn over to page whatever in the King James, in the New King James here, I want to read to you what it says here. Now see, why, okay? This is the thing that, that finally hit me about a year, or a couple of years ago, about this passage of Scripture. Why? Why would I agree with him about any mistake I've ever made? Because our human nature wants to justify our position. He comes and tells you, you're not a good father. Well, but at least, at least I show up. At least I go to work. At least I'm not a deadbeat like this guy or that guy. At least I'm not like somebody else. At least I'm not murdering people. Bless God. What do you want? And that right there shuts down 
the ability of God to empower you to live in that place of redemption. Oh, man. Justification will shut you down. The greatest liberty that I have ever had to this day in my life is when, especially when my wife has told me that I've done something that has hurt her, and I'm able to look at her eyeball to eyeball and say, you know what? I did. Now, I'm not calling her the adversary, okay? And I'm not saying that. And, I, and I, 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 I'm, I'm not, really, I'm not saying that in a funny way, but, okay, but that's the form in the way it's coming to be because in the past of the way I've received it. If you would just get your life right, see, I wouldn't have to, I wouldn't get so upset. If you'd just be kind or if you'd just be nice, you know, then I wouldn't do all this. Mm -mm. Justification. It will shut the power of redemption down. It will shut the power of the blood of Jesus down like nothing. And when I can begin to practice pleading the blood over my own mind, Lord, I plead the blood over that just that spirit of justification. I declare it has no power over me. I don't have to justify my, my place and my position. I'm with you. My identity is with my second birth, with the blood of Jesus and what it's accomplished. And today, I declare, yeah, devil, I did. Yeah, I did that. I, I wasn't a good father at a certain time in, in my children growing up, and maybe they did something, and, and, and I affected them, and it's hurt them, and all those kids. Yeah, yeah, okay, I did. And you know what? When I can go to people and I can say, you know what, I've done you wrong, or I've done this wrong, or I've done this, because there's no justification, then I can remind the devil that, you know what? Old things are passed away. Behold, everything is brand new in me today in Jesus' name. Huh? I can walk in the love of God. I can think of the best of other people instead of thinking the world. All these things begin to come out of me because... Because I don't allow myself to justify my position. I'm going to agree with my adversary quickly, but I'm going to be that much quicker. I'm going to be that much quicker to remind him after I agree with him of everything that Jesus has done for me. And I'm telling you today, you and I are forgiven. It doesn't wipe away what someone else did. It doesn't wipe away the consequences and those kind of things. You have to deal with the consequences of what you do, but you're forgiven. And you're empowered even to override some of the consequences when you choose to put your faith and confidence in what the blood of Jesus has accomplished. Now, the can you put that verse back up for me? What was it, Matthew? Yeah, you see the, the prison right there? We're going to talk about that about how people get in prison and how we get locked into prison in our lives because we don't identify and understand what the blood of Jesus has done and how that the devil has no power and authority over you except what you give him. None. Absolutely nothing. Father, today, in this place, I thank you for 
every person at the sound of my voice. Every single person at the sound of my voice. Every single person here was created in your image, was created with a purpose, was created with a plan, has a destiny. And I declare today, Lord, I declare, I saw this so clearly, I declare, I declare with my mouth by the Spirit of the living God that every person in this room is and will fulfill their destinies. They will fulfill their destinies by faith in the blood of Jesus. Nobody, no human being, no devil in hell can stop you from fulfilling what God put you on the planet for. Not the choices that you've made. God will even cause your mistakes to prosper when you appropriate the blood and the body of Jesus correctly. When you appropriate how to deal with the enemy and your adversary even cause your mistakes to prosper. Today, Lord, I thank you for a group of people that are forgiven, that live in a place of connection with you so they're on top and they're not underneath. They're blessed coming in and going out because they appropriate the blood and plead the blood day by day by day. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise today in the name of Jesus. If you would, this morning, I just, I want to do this collectively as, as we end today. If everybody would just stand, and I want to pray over you. I want to pray and speak over your life. <clears throat> I want to speak over you right now, just where you're standing. I don't want anybody to come up forward today. I just want to pray and speak over your over your life, over each and every one of you. So if you would, just, just close your eyes. It's good sometimes we close our eyes and just not focused on everybody that's around us. This is a day. Today is the day that the Lord has made and great things are happening in your life. Great things are before you. Your best days and years are before you, I believe, in the name of Jesus. And today, Lord, I pray over every person here physically that's in this room today. And I declare by the Spirit of the living God that they have your mind, they have the mind of Jesus Christ, they think your thoughts, and they obey your voice. From this day forward, they don't listen to the lies of the enemy. They don't allow the enemy to come and steal this word that's been sown, trying to convince them that something here is, is not true. But, but the truth that's in this message, I thank you, Father, the Holy Spirit is revealing and will reveal it to them. I thank you, Lord, today that your people will be consistent to practice and to walk and to follow through in the areas of their life where they need to practice. And we'll just talk about it, but they'll do it. And I thank you, Lord, you're a faithful God. You're no respecter of person. And when we do what you've revealed to us to do, it always turns out the way your word says it'll turn out. Today, I thank you for it. 
We give you praise and we give you glory and we give you honor. We thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you for the blood and the body of Jesus Christ. And everybody said amen and amen. Come on, give God praise today. Woo! Glory to God. Glory to God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.